Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, the season is over and now the offseason begins. Step one for the Titans, fire Todd Downing. And I'll tell you why we got a report over the weekend that says that may happen soon. Then we got to talk about fixing this offensive line. I'll go through my entire plan to revamp this group in one offseason. And finally, I'll point out one of the cool parts about this offseason, and it's figuring out exactly what Mike Vrabel didn't like about the John Robinson era. All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, Todd Downing must go. That has to be the first step of the Titans retool throughout the 20. 20- 23 all season. I'll tell you why you should feel optimistic that that does happen. Before we get into that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. It's not a crisis line, it's not self help, it's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Locked On. Thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, it's not just during the season. Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content for free all year long on all platforms, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, throw a thumbs up on the video. I greatly do appreciate the support. I am going to be putting out Player breakdowns throughout the season. We're covering 180 prospects in the draft. We're doing free agency breakdowns and previews. A lot of great off-season content coming your way. So make sure you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. But diving right in here, Todd Downing must go. And you guys watch the games yourself. We have talked about all of the just ridiculous play calling that we've seen throughout the year. Yeah, at times Todd Downing has had some good play designs. At times... Todd Downing has called some good games, but the inconsistency and the consistent problems that the Titans have had in the second half and specifically the fourth quarter just make it impossible to keep this guy around for another season. You look at the raw numbers for the Titans. 30th offense in total yards. 28th offense in total points. And that's before the rest of the Week 18 slate is played. I'm recording on Sunday before the games are played. So this is only going to get worse. They are uh, 30th in total passing yards. And we talk about them being a good rushing team. They're only 13th in total rushing yards. They weren't even that great of a rushing team this year. They were just barely above average in the NFL. Their average plays per drive were last in the NFL, so they had the shortest drives of any team in the NFL. And that puts an extra weight on the defense. This type of poor offense has a ripple effect to the special teams. Now you're not moving the ball to flip fields when you're doing special teams activities, giving other teams better field position consistently. You're not letting your defense rest out there, putting your defense in a position to pin teams back. All of that is involved. So uh, 31st 
in average yards per drive, 28th in average points per drive. I mean, this is truly one of the worst offenses in the entire NFL. And yes, the personnel isn't some of the best personnel in the NFL. There's been Ryan Tannehill missing for a lot of these games. But simply put, it should be better than this. And that's when I go back to, yeah, the numbers, you could counter back with the injuries and the circumstances. But we watched the games. We saw the bad decisions and the mistakes that were made by Todd Downing in the games that also contributed to this lack of success. So number one, Todd Downing has to go. And we did get a report over the weekend that indicates that he very well may be on his way out. Now, I want to say this. First and foremost, major grain of salt. The report comes from Ken Moore. At K Moore Sports on Twitter. He's a college football analyst for ESPN Plus, ESPN3, Legacy Sports Network. Uh, he does some Titans coverage as well. And to Kenny's credit, he did have the Jadavian Clowney scoop. In July of 2020, he had the Clowney scoop. So there is something to point to. But again, I would tell you, this isn't one of the major news breakers in the NFL. So grain of salt. But I believe it was on Friday of last week, Kenny Moore reported this, quote, per sources, Todd Downing expected to be among several coaching changes on the Titans staff whenever the season concludes. Mike Vrabel will not be among those changes. Vrabel will be involved in the GM discussions as he should be, Ken Moore throws in. And look, this is exactly what we thought. Mike Vrabel made a power play. Mike Vrabel is going to hire a GM that works for him. We see that throughout the NFL at times. Uh, that's what's going on in San Francisco with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. There's another example of that you could say in New England. Well, Bill Belichick is in charge, and he tells the GM what he wants to be done. So usually we see the GM as above the coach, but there are instances within the NFL where the coach hires a GM to be their partner and go shop for them to get the groceries so the coach can then make that meal to use a Bill Parcells reference. So I think that's very likely. That all makes sense. And whether that report is true from Ken Moore or not, like I said, a grain of salt. But boy, it makes you, makes you feel better about things because this team cannot move forward and fans cannot have hope in 2023 if they don't get rid of Todd Downing. And with a guy like Tim Kelly who has called successful offenses with the Houston Texans with not a lot of talent there either other than Deshaun Watson, I think you've got to give Tim Kelly a chance to work this offense. And at minimum, if you don't want to hire Tim Kelly because of what he's done as his part of involvement with the offense this year, that's fine with me. Hire outside the building. Think about a guy like Frank Reich who doesn't have a job right now. I would love Fra Frank Reich is a very good football coach. He is an excellent offensive coordinator, and I think that would be a great move for the Titans as well. But next, we got to talk about the other problem with this team, and it's the offensive line. How do you fix it? I have an entire plan laid out of what the Titans should do and what the O-line should look like next year. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys that today's show is sponsored by Tommy John. Winter mornings are brutal. So here's my tip for tackling the day in comfort. Grab new Tommy John loungewear and take cozy 
wherever you go. When you start the year in Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Tommy John has that incredible loungewear, but they have pajamas, they have underwear, dozens of comfort innovations. They have luxurious, soft, tri-blend material with micromodal fabrics for four-way stretch capabilities. No lint balls, no fuzz, and with over 20 million pairs sold and a thousand five-star reviews, thousands of five-star reviews at that, people obviously love Tommy John. Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. I love Tommy John. They are truly the best pair that they'll ever wear, that you'll ever wear. And here's the thing. Tommy John is backed by a best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So right now, get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. 20% off right now. All you got to do is go to tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Also, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Look, guys, I have worked with BetterHelp myself. The reality here is when, especially if you're a male in this country, you're expected to be great all the time. Well, I'm here to tell you that's just not the case. I have struggled at times in my own life. I have past traumas. I have issues and things about me that I'm trying to work through and get better at. And I'm not afraid to admit that. You should too, because as the saying goes, no man is an island. You don't have to do it alone, guys. If you're struggling, if you just want to be a better version of yourself, I recommend that you go to BetterHelp. One of the things that I liked was they had a ton of different questions at the beginning to help you kind of narrow down exactly what you need help with so that they can match you to the best therapist for you. And if you don't like the therapist that they give to you, it's really easy to switch to a different one, something that I did as well. So you have a lot of ability to customize this the way that works best for you. So get unstuck right now, learn more, and you're going to save 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's better. H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com, slash, locked on. Titans fans, we are going to continue this aftermath edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. The season ended What needs to happen next? Well, obviously, the two big issues are offensive coordinator. We just discussed the most recent report on Todd Downing and what needs to happen there. Now, we need to dive into this offensive line because if those two things aren't solved, then you can't expect much better from the Titans offense next year. So before we dive into that, though, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, as I said before, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content. All year round on all platforms. The offseason is where the Locked on Titans podcast really shines. Going over 180 plus college prospects for the draft. We go through every position in free agency. We're going to go through who the Titans need to re-sign, who they should bring back, who they should cut, all of that. So make sure you stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. But looking at the offensive line, something that I have been interested in for quite some time now, is the ability to take a top 10 offensive lineman or top 11 at worst 
for the Titans. And when you look at the three top offensive linemen in the draft right now, you got Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. You got Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. You got Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia. Now, I would say that Paris Johnson is probably more of a pass-blocking guy who would be better there. Broderick Jones is more of a rough-and-tumble, drive-you-off-the-ball run blocker. Skaronsky is a do-it-all guy, but Skaronsky has short arms. He has 32-inch arms, which there aren't a lot of starting tackles in the NFL with 32-inch arms. An example of a guy is like Braden Smith from the Colts is a guy who could go in that category, but... Here's what I have to say about Peter Skaronsky. Some people think he's a guard. Some people think he's a tackle. Because of the short arms, he's only 6'4". This goes back to Rashawn Slater. Slater didn't have the longest arms. Slater was somebody who people said, oh, he's probably going to be a guard at the next level. He comes out his rookie year and is an excellent tackle. Don't overthink it with some of this stuff. We get in draft season. People start getting these ideas in their head, and people start overthinking it. Peter Skaronsky has been an excellent offensive lineman at offensive tackle for multiple years in college at a Power 5 school that goes up against Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, Skaronsky is an offensive tackle in my mind. And at minimum, if he fails at that, then yeah, he'll probably be an excellent guard. So to me, you can't really go wrong with any of those three guys. And if you're somebody who's going to tell me, oh, well, the Titans won't get their pick of the litter on that. They're at pick 10 or pick 11. There's a chance that offensive tackles go before. Well, with four quarterbacks slated to go in the top 10, probably at least three with Stroud and Young and Levis, and then the defenders that are available in this draft with Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Wide receiver is always a premium position that people go after. Cornerback is a premium position that people go after. The Titans will have the ability to get one of these three offensive linemen if they just stand pat. So that right there is the start to me. You look at left tackle. See a Dennis Daly, obviously. And look, I'm going to say this, and maybe you guys won't like it. But if the Titans keep Dennis Daly around as a depth piece, I'm not going to, like, be mad about it. You know? Just veteran minimum, cheap deal, depth. I I mean, he started all year. No, he's a terrible starter, but you got to have backups, and you can't have eight starting-level offensive linemen in your offensive line group. It simply doesn't work like that. So you're going to have to have backups and role players, and Dennis Daly is... Slated to be a backup. That's what he should have been all along. So you take Peter Skaronsky, you take Johnson, you take Broderick Jones. They can play left tackle. If you see Skaronsky as a guard, then heck, have him play guard. On the left side of the offensive line, I think you got to fill left guard and you got to fill left tackle. One needs to be that first pick in the draft. One needs to be a free agent. To me, so you want to do this. Sign Andre Dillard to a mid-range offensive tackle deal. Sign Isaiah Wynn to a mid-range offensive tackle deal. Draft Peter Skaronsky. There, Skaronsky plays left guard. One of those guys plays tackle. You could flip that. You could draft Paris Johnson. You could draft Broderick Jones. You could draft Skaronsky and play him at left tackle. And then you go into free agency and get your uh, yourself a decent uh, guard. I like a guy like uh, Isaac. Oh, I'm not going to say his name right. I practiced all before the show, and I'm still not. Uh, Samola. I think, I'm not saying it right, just forgive me. I I literally had it before the show that's leaving me now. But the left guard for the Philadelphia Eagles. That would be an option for the Titans. So, go get a mid-range guard in free agency like you did with Roger Saffold a couple of years ago. Add in that left tackle in the draft, left side, soft. Center, some of you guys won't like this, but I think Aaron Brewer should start at center. The reality is, 
The Titans aren't going to be able to go out and find four starters. They don't have the cap or the draft capital to do that. They simply don't. And if you think you can do that with the draft, you're relying way too heavily on rookies. I expect one top 10, top 11 rookie offensive lineman to be a starter here. Okay, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So left side solved, one spot free agency, one spot draft. However, the Titans want to do that. Aaron Brewer at center, where his size and his weight is at least acceptable at center. He can't do it at guard. Right guard, the spot track market evaluation for Nate Davis right now is $7 million per year. You're bringing Nate Davis back at that rate. Even if he wants eight or nine AAV, you bring him back at that rate. Okay, do it like you did with Amani Hooker. Do a three-year deal that's basically a two-year deal. And you bring back Nate Davis. And then you got Nicholas Petit-Ferrer chilling at right tackle. And some of you guys are getting way too harsh on the rookies and blaming them for stuff that's going on. You guys remember when Jack Conklin got all pro his rookie year? They should have given that award to Anthony Fasano. Okay? They chip helped for Jack Conklin so much all year long. Conklin was good. I'm not going to lie to you. Conklin was good, especially run blocker. Conklin was good. He deserved the credit he got. But the Titans gave him a ton of help as a rookie. You know what rookie offensive tackle, who wasn't a top 10 pick like Conklin, who was a third round pick, 69, who didn't get any help this year because the Titans had to focus most of their chip help for Dennis Daly? It was Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. So give me a break on all the slander of Burks and NPF that you guys are doing, man. I know everyone's upset, but come on now. Come on. Uh, so to me, that's a that's a really good offensive line overhaul. Free agent, draft pick on the left side. You figure out which one you think. We'll go through those machinations as we get into the free agency previews. Brewer at center, cheap. Nate Davis back on a good mid-range team-friendly deal. NPF is a cheap starting right tackle rookie. We ride. We ride. I'm not saying it's the best offensive line in the league, but God, it should be a major improvement over what we saw here at the back half of the season. And uh, the next thing that we are going to discuss on today's show is one of the cool silver linings that I'm finding in this offseason. I just, I know it's a bad situation right now, but I keep finding the good guys, and I'm going to keep doing that. All, all season long. So we're going to get into one of the big silver linings of the all season here in just a moment. Before we do, do want to tell you guys that today's show is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. Guys, this thing is so addicting. And if you're like me and you've dreamed about being an NFL GM and you want to manage your football franchise, then you are absolutely going to love the Ultimate Football GM app. You can control every strate strategic aspect of your team, hiring coaches, firing coaches, and maybe something you're interested in right now, staff, scouts, you, you know, scout prospects, you could trade for players, you make draft picks, you sign guys in free agency, you cut players, you set up your formations, your style of offense and defense, and you play through the season and try to lead your team to glory. And actually, one of the coolest things about it is you could set up leagues with your friends to compete against each other. Right now, we have a league going on with all the hosts of the Locked On NFL podcast. I love trash talking and doing all that stuff. So, right now, Locked On Titans listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you go inside the Ultimate Football GM app and use the promo code Locked On in all caps. That's Locked On in all caps to download the game. 
Just visit ultimate-gm.com or you can just look it up in the app store. That's the easiest way. Ultimate-gm.com. The ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's episode of the Locked on Titans podcast with a little silver lining and something interesting that I am going to be watching for as the offseason progresses. Before we get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Titans your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out the Locked on NFL podcast. You get all your Titans news here with me, but get all of that insight on national conversations on the biggest stories in the NFL with Locked On NFL. And I host the Thursday show of the Locked On NFL podcast. So if you subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel of the Locked On NFL podcast, you're also showing me some support. And hey, all the content's free. So a little click of a button goes a long way. And I definitely do appreciate it. It's available right now on YouTube or whatever platform you use to stream podcasts. It's Locked On NFL every day. But like I said... One of the silver linings here of this situation is that we're going to see exactly what Mike Vrabel disagreed with John Robinson on. Draft philosophy. What kind of players to go with. John Robinson made a pretty big change in his philosophy in his last draft as Titans GM. He went with nothing but high-level Power 5 conference players who have a ton of experience in high-level college football games. That was a major correction to some of the ways that he had drafted before. Now, I know you could throw in the Malik Willis thing, and that was a a blip pick that the Titans felt was a luxury. Okay, but look at all the rest of them. Burks, Arkansas. McCreary, Auburn. NPF, Ohio State. Haskins, Michigan. Chigaconquo, Maryland. Kyle Phillips, UCLA. I mean, these are big programs, high-level college football, and some of the best conferences in the country. Was that something that Mike Vrabel had wanted? Because I could see Mike Vrabel being a guy who wants guys with real high-level experience. None of these project players who I got to do all this development with were not in that window. So I could see that. That lines up with what I think about Mike Vrabel. But to see it take place in the draft, That would be confirmation. Same thing. What about free agency approach? What does Mike Vrabel try to do there? I I think that'll be very interesting to watch. And it'll tell us a lot about how Mike Vrabel feels about the team and how you should build a roster. It's not only that, but certain changes. Changes on the coaching staff. Changes with the roster. who Who they cut. Who they keep. Who they restructure. Who Vrabel wants to keep around. All of that. What if he were to cut bait with Malik Willis or something like that. That would tell us exactly what I've theorized already, that John Robinson wanted to take Willis and Vrabel wasn't on board for it. So, I think it's just incredibly interesting the fact that we're going to be able to learn so much about Mike Vrabel. Think about staff stuff. What about the analytics department? Is Mike Vrabel a believer in analytics? The John Robinson famously said one time at the Combine, I am the analytics department. Well, how does Mike Vrabel feel about that? Does Mike Vrabel wish they had a better analytics department? Because 
Here's my thing about the analytics. No, they're not the be-all, end-all. No, you don't do exactly what the analytics people tell you. But when almost every other team in the NFL has an analytics department and the Titans have one person, maybe zero after Vrabel's gone, it could go the other way. It's hard to not see that as a detriment, as a liability, as something they have to overcome. Because even if you aren't beholden to analytics, at at most guys, it's more information. You don't just look outside at the clouds and say, I think it's going to be 56 degrees, probably a 30% chance of rain. Yeah, I'm going to do this. No, you, you look at the weather report. Getting more information, even if you decide you're not bringing your umbrella, Getting more information is never a problem. It's never bad to have too much information. All it can do is inform your decision. And even if Mike Rabel says, ah, the analytics say do this. I don't care. I'm feeling the game out. I'm the head coach. I want to do this. At least he had that information available to make the best decision. So I'm curious to see how all these things play out. Like I said, one of the big silver linings in this game is we're going to see exactly what Mike Vrabel disagreed with when it came to his relationship with John Robinson and exactly what he wants to do going forward. It's going to be incredibly interesting to watch. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland. This was Locked on Titans.